0: Hey devs, you're tuning in to the debug log number 9. Today we get to speak to James C. Martin, owner and operator of MOBACap, which, put simply, is a company that offers motion capture services. In the show we talk about how motion capture, which typically has been seen as something only available to the big AAA game studios out there, but how motion capture has now become more accessible to the lay or indie developer. We also get into some other hot, cool tools like Crazy Talk and iClone, and James describes his experience at SIGGRAPH. Seriously, this guy is hilarious, so you're sure to be getting a kick out of this episode. So without further ado, this is the Debug Log, Episode 9, New Nuevo. Here it is.
1: Hello, guys.
2: Hey, James. This is Andrew. Hey,
0: Hey, Andrew. James. This is Obina. How you doing, Hi, James.
2: <laughs> this Eduardo Hey Eduardo how's it going It's like you? reception line Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah you, guys, you guys should have rehearsed that So you yeah. could have done it I've been uh,
0: Andrew Eduardo <laughs>
2: You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about Unity Game Development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Para. I'm Zach Schneider. And I'm Eduardo Castillo Fernandez. And tonight we have another really
1: cool guest, right Eduardo? Yes. Um, we we have the honor to have James Martin, an artist and owner of MOVACap, um, a company that provides motion capture services. And it's an honor to have you, I'm James. Welcome to the oh, show. Thank
3: you. Welcome. Uh, thanks, it's, welcome. It's an honor
1: to be here. Welcome. Oh, thanks. I, I just
3: hope <laughs> I can, uh, you know. Um, uh, enjoy uh, the the interview without Zach smashing more things. Is that exactly? <laughs> oh, my bad, guys. <laughs>
0: you're really Isn't getting that? you're really I like feel, getting onto yeah, the yeah. to the there theme of the show. <laughs> I feel like everyone everyone that we've interviewed so far is trolling Zach. <laughs> <It's> just <terrible. laughs> I'm just a good target, guys. It's alright. You really are. <laughs>
2: you're, you're emitting some kind of pheromone or something across <laughs> <laughs> across the interwebs that
3: can be carried.
0: Oh man! Oh, it's Great cool start to be here. James.
3: Yeah, I I, I I like to kick it off with uh, you know some, at least a little business, and then uh, we get to talk about the fun stuff. Yeah, so. we
2: were yeah we were actually thrilled to have you on because we we've had a few interviews and that we've known people and we got in touch with them. But you were one of the first people that came to us, sort of. He said it like he really wants to be on the show. I'm like, awesome, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's such a
1: compliment. Okay, great. Uh, hey, I I'm, saw uh, I Adam saw him in people. the Unity Road show wearing all these motion capture devices, and I thought, oh man, that, that's going to be great, and he, he called me, and here it is.
3: Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we definitely get some, some interesting uh, follow-up whenever you don the suit, because you, uh, well, let me put it this way, you definitely don't want to walk through an airport with it on, um, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's some flashing lights, there's some straps, um, it looks cool. You look like you're, you know, Snake getting ready to go on some special ops stuff. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, other than that, you, you could get mistaken for uh, something completely different than a motion capture artist. So uh, buyer beware. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's cool, man, because Unity uh, has already a, a partnership with those guys. So um, I, I was one of the early adopters and Noitom and is kind of an, an OEM which is an original equipment manufacturer and they they're a new company they're um based in beijing and and uh, they do have offices here in the u.s but uh, they produce this suit um and the suit's pretty spectacular you can check it out at uh, neuronmocap.com but the uh the cool thing about it is, is it's not traditional markerless mocap right so it's not like uh you know something like you might have you know uh, ran into with you know the connect or, or messing around with the Kinect SDK or SDK or maybe even some other stuff, but uh, these guys have have taken a different approach and uh, you you kind of just put on what they call neurons, which are uh, small sensors that have accelerometers and and gyroscopes in them and, and uh, they they can measure the G uh, force uh, and the movement. So at the end of the day, you get a really clean movement in some you know otherwise problematic places for animators and game developers like the spine uh you know the the neck area the shoulders they've really um taken a really cool kind of human ik approach to all that yeah and uh you know that that plays nice with all of our our tools that we commonly kind of mesh these days with unity and and some other animation uh you know content production tools so it's it's been cool man um i you know mobi is a service that i provide now that's I guess you guys are all familiar with the like Geek Squad. Yeah. I've uh, yep. seen those guys running around in the, in the VWs. Um, it's kind of like that. It's, it's motion capture on demand. So, um, imagine this. If you're a game developer, like, uh, you know, most of us are, chances are you're not a, uh, you know, jujitsu specialist or, you know, <laughs> uh, a, a, uh, capable of multiple backflips or stuff Speak like that. Speak for you yourself, James. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> We actually, we actually do have, we do have an artist. We do have an I, I, artist at our work that's a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh <laughs> See, see,
3: you never know.
2: Yeah, you <laughs> never know. But that's that's one out of twelve. So, <laughs> see, so that's the guy you yeah. put in the suit. Yeah. You see, that's
3: the, so the 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 technology finds those those people that are capable. But that's kind of the the gist of it. Is instead of uh, you know the old school method of you know, you've got to be either the artist or the art director or the athlete that comes to the motion capture facility and not the other way around. Uh, most, you know, motion capture areas are kind of costly and dedicated space, you know, so uh, it's it's kind of hard to make that a mobile solution. Um, for small teams, like most, you know, game developers are, you know, you might be, all kind of hold up in somebody's basement or in you know the back room at one of your office buildings after hours or something like that where literally you can either take the motion capture to the artist so the person that's maybe you know looking for basketball motions can take the uh, uh the mocap cap service to the basketball court and find somebody that can actually just record that native environment mm-hmm. or just the opposite you know if you've got somebody at the office that actually can do a layup you know then throw the suit on them because you know your art director normally um, is going to have the idea of you know these are the motions that we need we need all this stuff in sprite sheets or we need all this stuff in you know whatever format um, depending on 2D or 3D approach that you're taking you yeah. know so uh, it's, it's definitely something that makes it you know quick and easy to access that area so that's kind of what MOBACap is but yeah Perception Neuron is, is definitely a, a cool solution um, that is you know like i said already a partner with unity
1: yeah speaking that, of uh, that's from the point of view of the hardware but um, do you use crazy talk and iCloud iclone as your your main software right to um, animate the faces and the body yeah, body there's, movements it's
3: actually a, a unity plugin for crazy talk so you can uh, you can actually find um crazy talk on the asset store and actually put that in your game so uh, you know, Reallusion is, is a super cool company. They've been around for a long time, and they're kind of the little 3D engine that could. Um, they, uh, they, they've been in a real-time space for um, predominantly the the past 10 years, and Crazy Talk was kind of their first um, product that was aimed at 2D facial animation, specifically. So that's all it was, is, you know, take, a, take an image, animate it. You know, kind of a, a no-brainer approach. But when you think about the application of that, and uh, taking kind of a 3D mesh on a 2D image and then making that talk you're not taking the Terrence and Phillip approach you're actually morphing an image so you've got an, a, mo- a mouth that's able to open and close and emote and then you know a, a facial structure around that that's able to emote muscle movement so uh, you can switch out the eyes, you can switch out the teeth so if you were doing like a, for example a horror game or a first person shooter with zombies and stuff like that you can make that asset very low poly by just having, or well, just low, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, file size in general by making it just a 2D approach that's more of a video texture. And, uh, you know, you could pop in, you know, already pre sort of rotted teeth and, you know, bloodshot eyes and that kind of thing and, and take a more uh, 2D animated approach, if you will. So Crazy Talk's cool for that.
1: Yeah uh-huh. so so to give um, a little bit of a ground which we, <laughs> we should actually start from for for this sure. for the listeners um, is crazy Talk is um, basically a facial facial animation tool that uses voice and text to animate facial images so that's what we're talking about for all of you that um, are not familiar with Crazy talk. Yeah, we just yeah. kind of discovered it ourselves. And yeah, we're looking actually, at it. We're like, we need to use this
2: at
0: work. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I, really I want to actually take a. Actually, want to press <laughs> it's, pause it's for a cool. second because James James was blowing my mind when he was talking about perception new on a mobile cap. And, and I think you know a lot of our developers who are listening may not understand like what's going on here as far as like what he's saying. And with you know motion capture, see, as far as like myself personally and other Unity developers, when you talk about motion capture, that's like you know i can't touch that I, i'm an indie developer I'm, i can't you know there's nothing i can do with motion capture right now i need to be a huge studio with you know billions of dollars to mess around with motion capture but you know talking about perception neuron and the kickstarter they did you know with for the for the lay user and for the lay developer and indie developer motion capture is now like really accessible and i think that's like something that you know you're not it's not really hitting me it's probably not going to hit the users you know with how cheap and, and accessible it is now Um, You know, with Perception Neuron, so that's something that really blew my mind when I when I looked up uh, Perception Neuron and what MobileCap is all about, and just how accessible it is and how cheap it is.
3: Sure, yeah, the the affordability is is kind of the big, you know, when when you get to the end of the story, it's kind of the 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 big, you know, dun 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 climax moment is you know how much is this awesome tool that gives me motion capture down to my fingertips too. I think that's noteworthy with these guys because beforehand. Like motion capture, you're absolutely right, was non-accessible. But motion capture for hands was completely insane. Okay, so if you've got a a regular human rig that you've got five fingers for, forget about it. You're you're animating that. You're spending some keyframe time somewhere. Right. But that's not the case. And the cool part about it is that, yeah, the price is $1,500 retail value for a 32-neuron suit. So in... Uh, Nerd translation that is (laughs) basically you get thirty two points. That is these little neurons that are basically act as vertices that are basically placed along your fingers. Articulation.
2: It's like the G.I. Joe, right?
3: Full full articulation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you've got the kung fu grip, dude. Like full on. Okay, so you basically have also wrist uh, nodes. So you know problem areas like the wrist and the armpit are pretty much kind of taken out of the equation. And then the the next cool thing for that is foot contact and hand contact. So if you're dealing with human IK rigs and your stuff already, you're going to be really familiar with this. Um, and like I said, it's $1,500. And then I'm going to blow your mind even further. You can capture multi-characters at once up to five people. Wow. Yeah. That's a <laughs> lot. That's,
2: that's crazy. That's crazy because, yeah. I mean, as being a developer, I, I know I've watched, and I'm sure you guys watch it too, like, different behind the scenes especially naughty dog you know with uncharted and last of us they do these incredible you know motion capture sessions where they they record all the audio there you know they all the actors and they do the scenes out but they're in a warehouse and it's full of production equipment you're like yeah this is like their whole facility and when you watch that you're like this is amazing but that's something that would never be in my realm of possibility but to hear you say that that's pretty inspiring and that's pretty encouraging for
3: not only devs. that, but, okay, how many of you guys are students, you know? I mean, you've got educational pricing, too, and right. I think that comes in at right around $800 for the full suit.
2: And that's pretty thats pretty attractive for universities, because they can just get a Absolutely. you know, a rig in there and
3: get their students to do that. I mean, that's nothing for a university to pay, so that's pretty Absolutely. great. Absolutely. And, yeah, you can outfit your entire department for, you know, for, I mean, the sky's the limit, because for five, Access Neuron is actually the software that runs... Uh, the capture process. Okay, so there, there's there's three different terms that you need to be familiar with here. Noitom, which is the company, and it's the word motion backwards. So it's an easy way to remember Noitom, uh, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I thought so as well, um, and I, I know they do too. Um, the uh, the other um, is perception neuron, and perception neuron is is basically the suit, okay, and access neuron is basically the software. Okay, so I know it's a, kind of a, a lot to, to, to take in, but... Is there going to be a test so- at the end of this? There will be. <laughs> okay, there all right. Well, Zach, You're take not some taking notes. i will take Yeah, I got it. looking at you, dude. So, yeah, the, uh, the Access Neuron software is actually very light. And, uh, you know, you can run it on, like I run it on my Alienware. Um, and it, it's very easy for me to set up because here's another cool aspect of it. It's Wi-Fi compatible. So And it also has an SD card slot, which is insane, right? Because that means, yes, you can record pretty much anywhere. But you also can go Wi-Fi with a USB power supply to the suit. And so as long as you have a Wi-Fi hub or you set your phone up as a hotspot or you use you know a router that's directly connected to your laptop, you literally can record this suit in Wi-Fi anywhere you want. Um, now, of course, you know, the... It's not a magic um, sort of solution, but within the realm of reason, you're pretty much wireless and completely free to move about a a wide area uh, with, you know, all these things like foot contact uh, and, you know, available to you. So can you sit? Sure. Can you stand and jump? Absolutely. Um, There's, you know, there's really a lot of motion that you have available to you instantly. And then that, of course, can be exported again in uh, FBX or BVH. And a variety of other stuff too, but uh, we won't go get into all the formats. You guys can check that out.
1: So, how heavy are um, the FBXs that you generate with the suit?
3: They're uh, surprisingly small. Um, so, if you're developing for a 3D platform, you know, first-person shooter type stuff that, uh, like, uh, what we were going through in the roadshow the other day, um, it's it's you know gonna make. Uh, uh, a a much more usable and and clean smaller sized FBX, um, especially for you know trying to get that stuff uh, loaded up into a game engine uh, sort of scenario versus uh, an animation scenario.
1: No, I'm thinking more like, um, and this is a dream that I have. Um, these guys know about it. I always dream in about making a, a fighting game like Mortal Kombat. I love <laughs> Mortal Kombat, and with this technology available, is I feel it's real, I have it right there, and um, so in a fighting game where you have two players the ho- in the whole body, um, how heavy is that and how easy it integrates with Unity?
3: Well, it's a, they have a direct uh, SDK setup for um, the Perception Neuron suit. Um, and it's it's really really simple to you know get that kind of uh, a direct stream into your Unity project. So if you wanted to record via that method, it's um, it's it's a little bit heavier, I think, than if you were to just uh, go through an animation production tool like Maya or Max or uh, iClone, for
1: example. Yeah, so but you will get uh, higher quality, a lot higher quality, right?
3: Um, you can. i don't I don't think it's a question so much of quality as it is of speed um, and just having that direct record into the the project itself. So if you're looking for something that's kind of a live playback user experience, then I think that the streaming uh, solution that they've got built with uh, perception neuron immunity is going to be kind of uh, you know, the way that most people should approach that. Otherwise, I would, you know the animator in me says, you know, go and take just what you need. Um, and coming that, through that approach with an animation tool, um, you're going to be able to pick and choose from that motion exactly what you want. So there's a uh, there's a record process, and, and Realusion has developed a plugin um, that allows you to kind of live stream onto your rig. So if you're in a Unity project or you're in like a production uh, environment like iClone, where it's real time. You have the ability to kind of see your work live in action all the way down again to the fingertips, which is pretty cool. Um, So if you have your fighter and you want to do your fighting game, or if you want to be Scorpion, I feel like we need a dream sequence uh, sound effect here. You guys also... <laughs> you <need laughs> <that> also <laughs> again, exactly, thank you. We also need that... Uh, edit that back in when Eduardo was talking about history. Yeah, exactly. So, I restarted. You're making Zach, <laughs> you get, get, get on the soundboard, dude. Stop on Oh, I got it. All right, all right. Debug soundboard. Dot hashtag Eduardo's dream. Um, so... Basically, yeah, you know, you can you can have your you know okay, so you have your scorpion rig, okay, and you're in you're in scene in Unity, so you you can do the actual get over here, you get can,
0: over
3: here, right? Yeah. You know, you can do it. You can throw that and record that live, but also with this plugin, you have the ability to record that in a, a real time production tool, see that live, okay. So then you can make small refinements. So, for example, if you want an idle motion where Scorpion comes back in his fighting stance, you mm-hmm. just want you want the smallest amount of those frames. You don't want to actually get the full loop motion. So it really is a production approach and kind of whatever your workflow uh, and and your dream
2: is. Is that kind of like um, I mean in both in audio production and just even music production, but also in you know in movie production where they call it ADR, yep. where they looping, they call it looping because you're going over that line again and again to try to sync it with it. So does it Got work it. basically the same way? We're like, no, just do it again. And like in that software, can you keep iterating on that motion and certain points of that until you get it right? Basically the same idea.
3: And I think at the, at the road show that Eduardo and I were at last week, it, it, it was kind of a, a point that was made that, you know, games trick the eye into seeing that a lot. For example, we did a first person shooter where they're throwing out, Tons of bullets in the end. It's like shooting like a thousand bullets every time you pull fire one. And, you know, when you do that, it's going to cycle through the same thousand models. Because basically, it's expensing that the first load of the game. So when you start, it's going to load those assets. But it's only going to load them once. So the same approach is how you would kind of approach a state machine in Unity with that motion. You're just taking a very small portion of that as your idle. And you want that to be as, as light as possible. So I think that, you know, can you record live into Unity? Absolutely. But can you, you know, refine that before you bring that in an FBX? Absolutely as well. All depends yeah. on your workflow.
0: Now, you, you say you can you can refine these. Can you import these animations into, like, Maya?
3: Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and, and it'll go anywhere the FBX format is accepted. And, you know, Maya being the originator of that from, you know, the Motion Builder Pipeline... Um, that's, that's absolutely doable. So, uh, the, the example that you saw on the, uh, the MOBA cap, uh, commercial, uh, Eduardo with, with the, uh, the Scorpion model, that's exactly what's up. You know, you've got a Miles oh, yeah. a fresh artist there that's taken that FBX and saying, I'm not an animator, but I'm going to throw this together and sell it as my game asset. So you saw that, you know, he's selling that on CG trader, you know, turbo squid a um, couple of other spots uh, that I, uh, I saw that he had that up, but of course you can include that animation, um, you know, with that FBX. So you, when you import that into Unity or into an animation engine, you've got that uh, animation data carried along with it.
0: Cool. I'm curious, oh, like uh, for a lot of our devs, when we introduce a lot of these, uh, you know, third party solutions uh, for animations or uh, motion capture. Like how how long has the company been around, and you know how I guess how is their support when it comes to you know interfacing with Unity? If I'm I'm a developer, I want to interface with Unity with uh, motion capture. Like how, how easy is is it to get uh, support?
3: Well, they're they're being uh, you know a new company on the market, and uh, it's still in early selling stages of of the tool itself because it is a piece of hardware we're talking about. You know, at the end of the day. You know, uh, they, they they have a piece of software that carries uh, the export and the ca- uh, capturing capabilities, but you're also actually sent a physical motion capture solution that literally – I call it my lunchbox because I don't think hmm. I could fit a six-pack of Tallboys in it, but I think I could fit a six-pack of uh, PBR in it. I think I can get just like a regular size six back in. that work in a pinch. Man, making me thirsty. Dude, you, you, I mean, well, I mean, if you don't have a drink by ten at PM, you know, yeah. you, you already don't have a problem, so that's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's not. I mean, people kind of look at me very strange when I walk up to them at game development meetings, and you know, with the Georgia Game Developers Association here, um, you know, and I walk up with my little black lunchbox, and I'm like, you know, do you guys need some motion capture? Cause I have it right here in, in <laughs> this box and they look at me like I'm gonna like pull some David Blaine sort of, you know, like Twa! and here's <laughs> you know, and like dried ice and rabbits, and, yeah. you know, whatever but it's it's true it's like you literally you, you pull the, the suit from the thing and it comes in these little um, you ever buy like expensive sunglasses and they come in those little bags right, like the yeah. little drawstring mm-hmm. bag. What yeah. this motion capture suit is housed in, it's it's not your typical approach. It's not your daddy's Andy Circus spandex motion capture anymore. You know, like this is a whole new approach. It's a cool motion capture. It's the cool kids' yeah. mo yeah. Come over here and try this yeah. on, yeah. or No,
0: that sounds creepy. <laughs> you, know, you know what's even say, worse? Come, come like here, little like kid. <laughs> when
3: you strap the the one that goes around your bicep and you tighten that up. Like, dude, what am I doing? I'm turned into mocap, you know. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if, if you smack your arm, though, you you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man, because it's, it is that cool and that simple and that approach to it. You literally put the suit on, you plug in USB, and like I said, you can go USB if you're just doing like casual sort of talking motions. Because let's face it, not everybody needs backflips, right? Yeah. Um, do a lot of corporate animation. Yeah. So, for user experience kind of stuff, that's not, you know, in the realm of, I need a battle axe. Dude. Yeah,
2: I mean, basically, most of the time, I'm sure yeah, even normal games, to even normal games just need, we need crowd idols. You know, that's yeah, like exactly. a simple thing, yeah.
3: Exactly, and you need eight of them to right. be different, right. right? And you need them, like, now. And they're not so hard
2: to make for the people, but that's the, the crowd point. idols like, are some of the hardest things to Actually, him manually animate because it's like this is the weirdest dumb animation,
3: you know? you know. It's a funny thing coming coming from a background as an animator, and you know, I also um, was Realusion's first certified trainer here in the United States for Crazy Talk and for Icon. So I've been teaching this for ten years, okay, right. to a variety of different people, like you know, young, old, crazy, awesome, uh, crazy, awesome, and just plain <laughs> crazy. But uh, the the approach is the same because. They are real-time animation tools that are very easy to, uh, to kind of get some, some interesting sort of animation going with it. But the cool thing is is that you can take that and just say, okay, I want just these little snippets. You know, I can record one idle motion, and the way that I used to approach it, I would call it my base motion. So I would break out my connect and I would get it where my spine looked like it was natural. And then I would go into my keyframe editor, and I would get some nonlinear stuff going. I'd get my hands moving, then I would get kind of some shoulder stuff going. Then I'd come into my head animator, and I would make sure that I've got kind of some idle tilt, right? And, uh, you know, all of that went into creating this fresh-baked motion that I might then take, you know, out to Maya or to Unity or something like that. But now, that same, what I used to call base motion, is exactly that human motion that you get through the suit and the spinal movement and it's you know <laughs> it's perfect out of the box uh i mean i, I have to be honest with you at least 85 90 percent of the time i've ran into very little areas where i'm like "Ooh, i need to tweak that a little bit and even right. so if i do it's very minimal cleaning at, at most
2: and it, you kind of think it you mentioned that since it's not like the old school andy circus the kind of the the huge elaborate you know sure. deal. It, for doing those those subtle subtle idle animations or other things, it'd be much easier, I would think, to bring in, like, say, you have a studio and we have fifteen people. Just like bring everybody in and get them to do some motions because everybody's going to be different. Fact, so you start getting a lot of art various staff. things. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You've got you've got talent laying around, but you've got talent you don't know you have. Um, mm-hmm. But that's true, and everybody can bring their variety to that, especially with just crowd and idle and, and conversational type stuff. It's so simple. Um, you, you throw two suits in the mix and then you've got interactions. That brings a whole new level to things right. as well.
2: Oh, that's right. You said the five suits at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah. With, think about it
3: like this. If you had two laptops and ten suits, you could have a basketball
2: game. Oh, so, it's, so you're basically you're saying it's five... Five suits per laptop. Wow.
3: Five suits
2: per laptop. I think we can wrangle up more than one laptop. Anybody that has more, I'm not. A, I'm not a millionaire, but I think I could get a couple laptops together. Yeah. I'm no answer. Yeah, but yeah. I've got two
1: laptops. Yeah, technology is going crazy fast with the all the VR systems that are now available, and with these motion capture um, devices. <laughs> there are a bunch of, of crazy things that can be done.
3: Sure, and you know you've got people that are, are already you know content developers that already have a ton of stuff on the asset store, they've already got a ton of use for this kind of thing, so it's making it accessible is, is really neat because everybody's now gonna have that step kind of taken care of. Um, you know it doesn't become a roadblock in your production pipeline anymore, it becomes more of a fun process. And that, you know when you have creative people in an office or just in a group, if you're having fun, like you're you're getting stuff done. My, my old LLC was me and a couple of animators that literally we never got anything done that we weren't hacky-sacking or playing pool or playing disc golf. Right. Yeah. That's the it's only thing. A- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: At <what> our <laughs> office is, is to nerf guns. That's See, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Quit <laughs> crying, I'm being a quick <laughs> cry. <crying. laughs> yeah,
3: you know. My brother and I are, you know, old school, you know, Halo nuts. That, that, you know, would we couldn't actually do any business development that we weren't in a warthog. You know, yeah.
2: so <laughs> yeah,
3: it, you know, it's it's we're all kind of of that nature and approach to it anyway. It's like I don't want to make it an uncool process to make my game cool and motion and human motion especially is a big part of that. But you'd be surprised where you know people get like weird roadblocks. Like uh, I had a. Uh, a, a pretty cool game developer here in in Georgia. I won't I won't say, speak any names, but um he uh he needed a, a sneeze motion uh, for his game, and you know I mean where are you gonna find a sneeze FBX at three in the morning? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know it's just weird random stuff that also comes up um in in you know the throes of development where you're like you know what, bust out my suit, do a sneeze. Export that five minutes later, I'm beyond that stupid aspect of what I'm trying to show in the overall grand scheme of
2: things. That's a good point, too, because it's like even making this stuff much more accessible makes it where you know, like it's not just the normal, yeah, like you said, the battle axe swing or the gunfire and the reload. When you, when it's so easy to do these weird, minute, you know, motions or just these simple things, like oh, I'm tying my shoe, I'm doing these things, that actually engenders different types of game design, too. Because you're like, oh, we can actually make a game that's actually different. You know, in a weird way, it's like, we can do these things that are, you know, they call them walking simulators now, but where they're they're these things that actually simulate much more realism than just the average, what we think of as an average game, or what you could pull off as an indie developer. So it actually opens the possibilities to a wide spectrum of ideas, I think.
3: Not only that, but I mean, you could get way outside the box with it. I mean, there's a variety of, you know, camera and tracking tools that are now coming out as well. So, you know, you could record a lot of this human motion with the suit and then literally have people track from an outside source or stuff like that for VR that literally shows them, you know, full body where they're looking down at themselves. You know, they're seeing um, their body in in motion. So that idle performance, you know, it plays a part in so many different areas, not just like first person shooters or fighting games or even 2D games. Um, And this is this is a kind of a weird approach, but I have an eight year old daughter that uh, does all kinds of different martial arts and whatnot, and the suit is adjustable to any body type. Oh wow! So no, I can go from me, which is a, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of a six foot tall dude that's not in the in the greatest of shapes, or the belt is pretty big. Um, but when I adjust the straps, I can literally adjust it to her body size. So I can be recording a little kid motion. So if I need stuff like. Um, when I do sort of uh, children's productions or or things that are, or sort of more, um, you know, Nickelodeon sort of, yeah, that's
2: true too. Yeah. Mm
3: You need sort of that lighthearted approach to motion. Those kinds of things are very hard to find out there, you know, for cartoons and for um, more lighthearted stuff. So if it's not like hack them up, shoot them up, or, Hey, we need to talk about, you know, robbing the bank sort of conversation stuff. People tend to forget about it. So, you know, it, it, allows you to kind of you know quickly access that level of uh animation as well and you know that's that's pretty cool uh it's like the first thing I did. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put it on my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I have a
2: I have a, I have a four year old daughter. She's gonna turn five actually in like two hours tomorrow. So Dude, like, don't but, you want to motion capture
3: that? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I don't know how you would animate that. She's yeah. she's
2: like tornado. So exactly. if you had to do that, I don't know how that that would take years and millions. Okay, of dollars. I wish. Can
3: we get, can we get a, a survey monkey poll going right now to find out like how many animators want to try to do that? Yeah, so, I, oh, it, I, that's crazy.
2: So yeah, and like you said, it's like for that's a neat application too, because I mean, we watch commercials and other things too, where you're like, Oh yeah, that crowd or those rest of those people are real. But it's like, yeah, they're probably not real. You just don't realize it. And so like the kids gather around the teacher from afar, like that kind of stuff can just be filled in with ease now because you can put this on anything basically.
3: Sure. Sure. And you know, I mean, I, I use a lot of mixed, it's almost like mixed digital media these days where I might be doing motion graphics editing in a 3d real time environment where i'm like okay i want a video panel but i want it with natural motion mm-hmm. so i can record that very quickly and then you know do some composite stuff with it but it's all natural so at the end of the day the video uh, layer that i'm using as a texture on something looks like natural human motion that i don't really have to go out of my way to do a bunch of actual video editing too mm-hmm. um, so really unconventional approaches and then also like i said you know the uh the cool thing about you know being able to generate a lot of this content quickly is kind of the, the neat thing about the tools that I use um, on a daily basis. It's all about speed. So, again, it's, you know, how can I get past this point in my production and get to the end of things? Uh, we, we had a cool meeting with the Georgia game developers with Adult Swim Games a couple of weeks ago and uh, got to, got to kind of hear the inside scoop about how, to pitch your game to get it, you know, greenlit to get the steam and, and that sort of thing, and uh, to hear that coming directly from a you know a large scale distribution source like Adult Swim that's a local and B you know nationwide and mm-hmm. really worldwide known uh, for indie titles that's super cool.
1: Yeah, James, right. um, have you have you done any uh, mobile games with the suit?
3: Um. Not yet, but I do know that there are titles in production. Um, I can also, you know, kind of point you in the direction of some things that are pretty cool. Um, uh, the uh, the iClone um, application was used very recently um, at the um, uh, Brighton, our Brighton National Film and Television School um, in London. That they basically. Um, were utilizing this, um, the suit to showcase some of their uh, rigs directly in class. And then, you know, there's some cool game development going on there. One student um, that had developed something for the uh, Gear VR that was called Pixel Ripped 1989. Um, if you look around on that, I've, there's some video floating around. Um, I cannot remember her name. She's a Portuguese game developer um, that utilized... Um, The Gear VR um, as kind of her platform and and the the premise of the game is that you go in and you kind of are in class and you have to play a Game Boy in class and not get caught. they actually have the whole Game Boy brain inside the game, so you're actually playing the Game Boy. Uh,
2: I need to play that. That's (laughs) the Cool. 1989. Um, That's Andrew's childhood right there. Yeah, really. I was born in 82, so I was seven with the Game Boy that time probably in my class. It it is
3: (laughs) that version. It's the old school yellow screen, and um, me too. I mean, I'm right there. I mean, I have horror, um, just night terrors uh, constantly about – uh my my dad's bathroom and the the tetris music coming out of it and you know like tetris was everybody's addiction and like it was the original like i'm going to the bathroom with a game boy like kids nowadays think that's the new thing no man that started with the game boy
2: (laughs) yeah it's the original i had did you have the, the this is a side note did you have the crazy i love in the days that in the old console and just the video game industry then like it's like well instead of upgrading things we'll just add peripherals to it like i had they had this (laughs) sega the genesis and you had the sega with 32x and then you add a sega cd to that and then with the Game Boy, you game had the, cra- the crazy lighting yeah. things you had.
3: had on it's like Game Gear the, the was like – The light with the
0: magnifying glass. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had like the apparatus for the Game Boy, and then Game Gear came out with the first color screen. Yeah. And I remember I took it camping, and I thought, I'm like super cool, man. I'm like – and back then <laughs> – Yeah, I had a Game Gear too. Game Gears are great. Yeah, Game Gears were the dope stuff, man. Yeah. Like they had Sonic and and like, you know, you Spider-Man had – Spider-Man game is the thing Yeah, I you had, I had Spider-Man yeah. titles that were like starting to like look a little 3D. And, <laughs> yeah stuff and I, I took it camping and it, it like torrential poured rain one night and i woke up and my game girl was oh, like no. yeah
2: oh they had so, the battery life about two hours
3: too it's true yeah. it's true like i was like i'm 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 way out there man i'm i'm like in a tent gaming old school dude but yeah it's uh it's crazy because um they're they're able to you know utilize these tools like iClone and the suit to quickly get these first-person uh, kind of crazy motions because where are you going to find that? Where are you going to find I'm sitting at my desk and I'm playing a Game Boy motion? Okay? You need some pretty intense finger motions for that kind of stuff. So um, mm-hmm. you know, even things like that are accessible. So that's one way. And, and uh, I, you know, Eduardo, I can do a little bit of more dirt digging um, to find out uh, who actually is in development because, like I said, the suit's been in some interesting hands for the last two years. Um and just now getting around to a lot of the smaller development teams.
1: Okay. Yeah, because my my concern is that you know in mobile devices are limited in space, memory and all that. So you have to make models that have low um polygons. So the
2: rigs have to be that, simpler sometimes. Yeah. yeah,
1: that in addition to the animations is like how it's going to affect the, the performance of the game in a mobile device.
3: One, one way that I've uh, worked around that a little bit, um, and bringing that human element to my movements in a 2d world with a lower file size. And again, this is kind of working through the, the 3d content editor, I clone to generate, uh, PNG sequences. So basically, um, I have this little game 2d, uh, side scroller that, uh, it's kind of an infinite runner approach and puzzler approach that is um, a little skeleton. And it's kind of a almost a caricature, large skull, um, kind of um, like Mars Attack sort of uh, look and feel yeah. um, to the, the character design. And again, you know, I, I'm a big, oafy dude that's not very graceful. So uh, I turned to my daughter <laughs> and I was like, hey, Jump run and i'll I'll share a a, a behind the scenes secret i got a a, a broken treadmill that um i just like to let the the belt go completely loose and you can do walk cycles so yeah so i just basically get her like hey do a couple of you know like a skip you know so i get that human motion Bring that into an avatar very quickly because I'm able to now stream that. Actually,
2: that's something that uh-huh. people don't think about too. Is that I mean, they sure they probably think about motion capture being as a 3D thing where it's like, well, yeah, right. you know, I'm making this 3D fighting game or whatever it is, and I need these really elaborate cutscenes where I can pan around the, the, the motion data. But right. I mean, that's an old tradition. Motion capture, I think. I read, I don't know if you read uh, Jordan Mechner, the guy who created Prince of Persia, he has a journal that he, yeah, and he. <laughs> He was basically just one guy creating this big video game franchise, and that was back in the 80s, right? And he he went and just videotaped his brother out in the parking lot jumping over cars and jumping, and so that's how he got, and then he would just rotoscope the data. So that's basically old school motion capture, but for 2D. So, I mean, I don't think people think about that. You can use this for 2D games too.
3: Sure, sure. It's a totally kind of reverse engineering approach to it because what I'm doing is I'm motion capturing a 3D rig that I'm generating a 2D sprite sheet from, and of course, you know, um, I can't remember the the tool. I love it. Let me give them a shout out. Um, I have it here. Um, Texture Packer. Boom. Oh it's yeah, I love Texture Packer.
2: Asset. I love it. Yeah.
3: Boom. Love those guys, right? Because that's just like instant uh, splicing and dicing of your uh, your 2D assets. So to get back to what I was saying uh, to you, Eduardo, about mobile development. Right. So again, you just go and you pick and you choose a little portion of this nice human motion, because this is a way that beforehand it was kind of hard to get, you know, natural human motion in abundance. So now you can get natural human motion in abundance that you can pick and choose just what you need out of 2D. And really, you're doing less work approaching it that way than if you would creating, say, um, even, you know, traditional 2D You know, tweening in you know After Effects or somewhere like that. You know, I mean, even if you're a Photoshop guru, forget about it.
0: (laughs) Now, um, you you've been talking a lot about natural human motion. Can this rig be used on, say, a non humanoid, uh, uh, like like a dog?
3: That's that's just unethical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's I don't know. That's an abomination.
3: Um, no, it's it, that's a legit question. It's totally legit. Uh, right now, no, it's, it's totally bi- biped uh, oriented. Um, you know, I'm not saying you could you combine two suits for four. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is foot and hand contact. So you know. I don't know what kind of motion you're doing if you're getting down on all fours, but if that's your thing, I <laughs> uh, you can do it. You can probably do it. Uh, this is a great uh, episode. I thought we were going to talk about
0: that on air, guys. Zach has <laughs> his dog, Cortana. No telling what he does at home. It was, a a <laughs> perfect spot uh, for the scene. Made seat. that uh, real, Abina. Oh, no. I didn't make that real. That is something. Uh, do but, they – I mean,
2: I, I guess that's – that sound, I mean, it's not a dumb question though. Like, no, I it's mean, ha- have they, valid. have and they you know ever, what? like, even the motion capture world at large, have we ever gone into like motion capturing <laughs> animals? Because that's that's usually the thing that's always like. I know I love Fallout, and even the Fallout Four trailer just came out. And it's great, but that dog looks like crap. It yeah, he's really, really rigid.
3: I have a really good friend. Uh, I'll give I'll give him a, a straight up shout out on air to to the uh, the professor um, down in Boca. Um, he uh, he teaches. Uh, some some pretty high level Maya stuff and um his his claim to fame is somebody actually once asked him to motion capture a dragon oh wow so that was actually an inside joke for a long time until they <laughs> actually did motion capture uh, smog and you know that leads us right back to Andy Circus so <laughs> yeah I'm telling you man you can't get away from it in, in this mocap game yeah, it's he's always the He's the it, god. It it's, like, it's like, you know, yeah. the Kevin Bacon theory, right? Like, you know, six degrees of separation, right? Everybody's six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Okay. Serkis. Like Cap. you're six degrees from Andy Serkis.
2: Yeah, but then he does something. Everybody's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Gollum, great. That was awesome. Then, then after a while, he's like, oh, yeah, he does Caesar and <laughs> Planet of the Apes. That's amazing. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. yeah he yeah, is you're,
3: awesome. He's a kind of dude that spends a lot of his time on all fours. So maybe you can, you can, uh, you can send uh, that 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 uh, you know down on all fours question to hashtag uh, Andy Circus on all fours. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see what's up with that. I don't know. Um, yeah, the the suit though is, is is capable of doing the foot and hand contact, and it is a legit question that does come up. Um, I'm actually demoing at Seagraph in Los Angeles next month, uh, 2015, for both Noi Tom and for Illusion. Um, and I get asked all kinds of insane questions and I guarantee you that will be one a day at least. Uh, if you guys, you know, um, you know, have any other questions or anything like that, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, that's gonna work for my game or my animation or whatever, drop me a line. Uh, I'm, you know, relatively easy to find on Skype and uh, Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I'm active constantly. There's some cool stuff that I'm posting um, about games and and uh, the suit and, and more real time animation tidbits and what other gamers are doing and other countries and you know other cultures and other games and that kind of thing. So check it out. There's there's some cool stuff floating around.
2: Cool man. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see you in Boston. And until then, yeah.
0: Thanks, man. Absolutely. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, I will definitely uh, catch up with you guys then. And if not, I'll find you at the next Unity meetup. Cool.
1: Oh, okay. Cheers, man. Yeah, sure. Thank you very cool. much, James. Yes, thanks. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, guys. It's been cool. All
2: right, that was James Martin. That was a really fun interview
0: that I was like that. great he was hilarious i like talking to him and learning about you know it's just so crazy how you know there's so many cheap sol- or this is a cheap solution for the MOBA motion capture catch yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
2: and that yeah. was a thing too it's like it was something that i thought you know i mentioned in the interview naughty dog which you think that it's a hundred million dollar thing but you can do it with a suitcase and a
0: <laughs> exactly cheap. right yeah
2: so it's very cool very cool so we'll we'll link all that in the show notes and so you guys if you're interested if you want to spend the money, the cheap amount of money, comparatively to that. So you can check that out. Yeah. Before we leave tonight, we can't leave without that special time. It's time for Game of the Week.
0: Get the game game the week? Week. Nice, you hit it hard <laughs> sur- su- it. surprise ad by Hello. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I was not. There Tonight,
2: <laughs> tonight's game of the now. week is Rust. And offline, Zach and I mentioned that Rust was the game that we we bonded over because no. you know Abina abandoned us. And hey, <laughs> hey, don't, hey. let's not. Let's no, we well, <laughs> just go into it. One of the first <laughs> time Abina, Zach started working with us, and we started talking about working on a project together. And we we, we kind of did a Google Hangout one Saturday, and then we're like, hey, you don't play Rust? And we just, this was the first time we ever played it. And we ended up playing Rust for like four hours, I think, <laughs> on Saturday, right? So and we're
0: like, we gotta build a base on top of a rock, you know, and they'll never get, the get in.
2: And there's like some guy, because Rust is basically, it's a survival game, it's one of these things that's like um, H1Z1, right? And right. it's like, What's um, what's the what's the, God, what's the other one? DayZ. It's these survival. It's these multiplayer like on a server on a server survival games that you join in and you kind of you need to you know get food and you need to kill animals. Sorry, people. Sorry, wow, Peter. Yeah, you just
0: made that it sound it's, really bad. <laughs> yeah, and you
2: need to get resources, cut down tree. Oh my goodness, this environmental whatever you need <laughs> yeah. to get resources and you're making bases and you're finding blueprints and you're making. Everybody's heard of this kind of a survival kind of multiplayer genre. But Zach and I really got into this, and Rust is really fun. But we got into it, and some asshole kept coming in and stealing our stuff and killing us. And so we formed these like alliances, we're like we're gonna kill this guy. So. It's it's a fun game and it was it was made in Unity and it was the first survival you know multiplayer game made in Unity and they did a they did they went early access on Steam and they made like thirty million dollars yeah a they month. made a
0: lot of money yeah. and so what
2: and so basically what they did too because it's like it was made by four guys, it was made by the guy behind Gary's mod which is a really popular Half Life mm-hmm. Two mod where you can just like a physics simulator and you can do all sorts of crazy shit but he um he made this Rust game and then they made so much money that there's like, Hey, we now we can hire people and we can actually just re, recode the game from scratch. And like, they're like, we like this cool uh, plugin on the unity asset store. That's about, you know, the day night cycle. That's really cool. How about we just hire the guy who made it? So they did a bunch of that and they remade it. So I haven't checked. I've checked in with it a few weeks ago and it's really cool, but Rust, check it out. It's like, what is it? 20 bucks on steam.
0: Uh, I believe I think. so. Yeah. Uh, that's but what it, it was when we, when we bought it at least
2: right and so it's really neat and it shows and it's fun and it's fun to play with friends definitely especially worth with, the play yeah absolutely and they're they're it's still in early access so it's actually not officially out but they're adding stuff every day and they're doing a they're doing some fun stuff with um experimentation they got they had some stories i read recently where they're because before you so you just generated as this random white guy but now they're they're doing a thing where you're generating as a random race and there's some sociological things happening with that in the game, you know, and then they're also generating as a random gender now, which is interesting. So it's like the, the females got together and all. It's, it's just interesting. So just check it out. It's 20 bucks, I think, on Steam, so that'll be cool. So anyways, um, in the meantime, you can check us out if you want to join our Facebook group, which we're pushing the Debug Lounge. You can go to our website, thedebuglog.com and sign up for The Loop. It's our official newsletter, and you'll also get access to our Facebook group' where there's a lot of cool discussions going on. there's discussions about you, know, you know, projects and problems and all these things. We're going to have theme days. It's a really neat thing. Um, we also have our YouTube page that we, which we just launched today, and uh, we're yesterday actually, and it's Zach's first uh, fun video tips and scripts yeah, which to really start: good. Yeah. We're going to start launching that every Tuesday. And Zach's going to be a YouTube star eventually. I think, any well, I mean, We, all we of have us. other
0: people doing videos as well. I think Eduardo made yeah, one. Yeah, but I Ryan's think you're gonna one. get
2: popular. and You're just gonna leave all of us. <laughs> and you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna want to talk to us anymore. And
0: oh yeah! In addition to the, able. to our tips and scripts, I also wanted to push our, our uh, fantasy football league that we uh, are trying to get a few yeah, extra developers on that type. So, go to yeah, our website on, people, or email us at thedebuglog at gmail yeah, Email us for us. Yeah. Wait.
2: Yeah, I mean, as this this comes out on a Thursday, we have about uh, it's not even two weeks; it's like a week and a half barely till we have our draft. So we want to get developers and the community involved. If that's not the people that are involved, it's just going to be other friends, and then it's just us playing fantasy football, and nobody <laughs> being involved with it. So well, that we have a. So co- depressing. <laughs> well, it'll be us, so we'll give you updates, and hopefully, you'll get excited and hyped, and maybe join next year. You know, so it's fun. It's a lot of you know, it's community building, and it's a lot of trolling and. Camaraderie or whatever. Whatevs. Um, all right. Well, that was a good episode. That was a fun. Yeah, it was a great episode. Mocap stuff. So Cool. All right. Well, until next time, my name's Andrew.
0: I'm Obina. I'm, I'm Zach. Ryan.
1: <laughs> 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 you
0: missed it. You missed it.
1: No, I did not. I don't know. It.
2: That's contested. We'll, we'll wait till the next episode to see who yeah, we'll does see it first. first for and, sure. You know. We'll all let
0: right. the community vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Polls. You think you're safe <laughs> on the other side of the country, Ryan, but I will. Kill you. I'm that fast. Whoa. The latency of a coast.
2: Well, that escalated quickly. All right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Take care. Take care (laughs) take Um, luck extra peace be with you always (laughs) peace be with you brethren and to your loved ones and all their children
0: children. (laughs) come with peace my brethren that's too funny
2: namaste namaste (laughs)
0: that's too funny